0: no catch i highly recommend you give it a try download the spotify for podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started thanks we love you
1: everybody hey welcome Uh to pretty scary yes
2: Yes. pretty
1: scary boo adam that's right adam i'm adam Adam. todd brown you're caitlin cut
2: yes you got it right again you're so good at this
1: i practiced all night
2: i it shows it was gosh that was great i'm so glad this is like how we're starting strong start
1: strong very strong We are your hosts. And uh, like we already said, this is pretty scary. Stop Mm -hmm. asking. Why why, why do you keep asking us what the name of this show is? What's your deal? Clearly pretty
2: scary. Just calm down. Caitlin, how's it going? Oh, gosh, I'm just so pumped about this episode. It's going to be a fun episode. It's a party, Adam. This episode's a little bit of a, it's, it's a neat mix. It's a sampler platter.
1: This bus is making a lot of stops on this journey. We're not focusing on just one thing. We're doing a roundup of creepy news stories from ding, 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 Ah, 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 you like that? Yeah, I just, well, that was on the soundboard. That was my
2: soundboard. Oh, OK. OK.
1: Yeah, yeah, that was good. That was very good.
2: I know. I liked it. Kanye West, look out. Caitlin's on the way.
1: We're doing a roundup of creepy news stories These are stories that they're interesting and they deserve and need to be talked about. Just not for a whole episode. That's no, that's that's way too much. That's
2: us stretching. And that's there's no integrity there.
1: Yeah. But just because a story doesn't have enough meat on its bones Mm -mm. to cover an entire episode doesn't mean we are not going to tell you about the man who set a world record by staring into the sun without blinking for an hour. Teaser. Huge. That's coming.
2: Just teaser. think of it, if you will, as a foster home for wayward, creepy stories that have nowhere else to go. That's what this is.
1: This is a haunted house of an episode.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: These are the mm-hmm. ghosts that uh, are inhabiting the house that is episode one fucking something 90 crude, something. I don't, know. Of I
2: don't know. I'm tired. I'm pretty know scary.
1: Anything. Yeah, I'm Ooh. so tired. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's 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 going to be fun. It's going to be yeah. Fun. I mean, not all of it. Some of it's some yeah. of it's horrifying.
2: But then we move on onto another thing.
1: And it's yeah, it's a it's a whirlwind. It's going to be a, do, a roller coaster, a whirlwind, God, uh,
2: a a fiesta,
1: a fiesta.
2: It'll be a fiesta.
1: That's a party.
2: A Midsommar of uh, of ideas
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. of
2: scary things. Um, it's going to be a mishmash. It's going to be a mm, a, potluck, a hodgepodge, a
1: smorgasbord,
2: a potpourri.
1: Ah, yeah. So many. It's going to be a smoothie of creepy stories thrown in a blender for you to drink with your mouths.
2: A big old spooky stew. Spoo. Spoo. Spooky stew.
1: Available in the Pretty Scary Store now. Use code UNPOPS at checkout to save more than 11%.
2: I hope somebody out there is cataloging all the things that we're going to sell at our restaurant. Because Spooky Stew, that's, I mean, it's, it's going on the list.
1: Yeah, that and my dream is that someone's been compiling all the places you can use the Unpops checkout code. Because its <laughs> it really spans the internet. If we mention something and you can subscribe to it, you can use code Unpops at checkout to save more than 11%. More than 11%. <laughs> It's the, it's the law.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's so good. Are, you, are we ready? I'm excited. I, I, I this think first we're one ready. is. This, I don't even know why it it exists.
1: This first one is a horror story. Here's <laughs> here's the headline: Japanese researcher creates lickable TV screen.
2: That's it. Let's go home, Adam. Yeah, I'm
1: I'm ready. I'm ready to go.
2: You ready? It's been
1: a good episode. I think I think we can stop watching television at uh, least. It's television yeah. itself has televisions have jumped the shark
2: yeah they at, ruined the season at this point of humanity this season they
1: have blown but th- that's that's not to say that what this guy created uh, doesn't I, I mean it solves a problem that's I've been for sure there.
2: i've watched food network and thought you know
1: yeah you're you're home you're watching tv something pops up on the screen let's say a chalupa Uh, A nachos bel grande, perhaps some of those uh, cinnamon things with Mm -hmm. the custard filling inside them. Oh, yeah. We're talking Taco Bell and you're like, man, I wish I knew what that tasted like. Like you've never been to fucking Taco Bell before. And your 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 thought uh, always in that situation is I wish I could lick my TV screen. I wish I could just go up
2: to that TV that I haven't dusted in six months. Oh, yeah. Like every
1: time you laugh in front of it, just spittle and food particles and dust. There's dust mites all over it. Handprints. It is filthy with fingerprints that are just Mm -hmm. made of grease and grime. And yet delicious. But now you're going to go lick it because Mm -hmm. you need to know what something tastes like without eating it, as if you have some sort of eating disorder. Gotta go lick your TV, people. So now you can do that, almost. Mm -hmm. We're getting there. The future you want is almost here. (laughs) Japanese professor Homei Miyashita has created a lickable TV screen that is somehow able to mimic the flavors in the food on the screen. The device is called Taste the TV. Caitlin, what do we think that means?
2: I'm stumped.
1: Yeah. I don't know why it would have a name so weird, but Taste the TV is what they call it.
2: Which is weird because it sounds like you're tasting a TV. Right. Like, I don't want to taste a TV. I want to taste a chalupa or, you know, some Rouse
1: vodka sauce. I know what my TV tastes like already. Thank you very much. Well, I'm not a monster. You freaking weirdos. I I wouldn't buy a TV without... Tasting it first, no, but it's... this, in all seriousness, does sound like not really so much a lickable TV, but a contraption you can attach to your TV to make it lickable.
2: I just don't like this. So that's
1: even worse of a future because I, no. I was at least taking comfort in the fact that this was going to cost like a hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Like, have you seen the commercials for that LG TV that rolls <laughs> up and down the room? The room
2: TV. Yes, I have the reality television.
1: (laughs) The money you pay for that will cost you could buy a very decent house in the Midwest, at least with it's I think it's over one hundred thousand dollars.
2: How much of your life do you hate to need a TV that big?
1: And why would you pay that much for a TV where the main feature is? Well, you can put it away a lot. (laughs) You can just hide it. A bunch. Well, if you want to hide your TV, don't pay hundreds of thousands of dollars for it.
2: No, it's like a Range Rover, but a TV.
1: Yeah. These commercials.
2: The only only people who see it are the people that you invite over. So you just constantly have to have parties to justify this TV that you've basically taken out a mortgage for. I don't get it. I don't get it. But this makes less sense to me. This makes even
1: less sense. Yeah.
2: Here's my question. Does it also smell?
1: I don't think so, which seems like a major oversight. How's that possible, though? It's. It seems like that would be the easier of the two, but I
2: I don't know how much. If there's a listener out there, can you taste? Do you see what I'm saying? Because tasting and smelling are actually connected. They are literally connected.
1: Yeah. Good question. I guess we're not going to know until we're able to lick our television screens.
2: I just well with flavor, right. I just worry this is going to end up making your house smell like a fart. I can't see how it doesn't. I, I just genuinely, and I'm, I'm not even being funny. I'm just, I'm doing the math and that's going to add up to a fart smell. Well, we haven't, we haven't explained
1: to people how it works. Let's do it. Let's which do it. Which we'll do that. First, a quote from the big home A, Miyashita. The goal is to make it possible for people to have the experience of something like eating at a restaurant on the other side of the world, even while staying at home. It's like, yeah, we get it. That's takeout. Yeah. As soon as you said lickable TV, I got it. So here's how it works. Like any great recipe, this TV uses a carousel of 10 flavor canisters that that spray in (laughs) various combinations to create the taste of a particular food. Just like mom used to make.
2: This has got to be the most boring man in the world.
1: Or most bored. I mean, not boring.
2: I just think it's like so sad for a person to be like, I bet I could break it down to five flavors. Like, what
1: if that's science, though? We don't know. It could that that could be all all how it works. There's only like four guitar chords.
2: I feel like we're going to end up with, you know, like when things are banana flavored and you're like, yuck.
1: Yeah, you know that's why, what
2: this is going to be. It's going to everything's going to taste like Dimetap.
1: Do you know why banana flavored candy tastes so foreign to us? I can't wait. No, it is based on a version of the banana that has since gone extinct. You can Google <laughs> that America. It's
2: getting darker and darker. What like grape grape is another one where I'm like, this tastes this doesn't taste like grape. This tastes like something else. Yeah, I'm fine with it, though. Like if
1: if I bit into a piece of Hubba Bubba and it tasted like a real grape. No, I'm. Oh, this is weird.
2: I'm with you, but it's just like now we're like advancing forward where we're gonna have this like chalupa flavor that isn't the chalupa flavor. But at least blue raspberries do taste like blue raspberries. Hundred percent. I would never argue. I would never um, argue that. So.
1: So if if the the spray canisters make this sound less appetizing, it's only because (laughs) I haven't explained the second part of the process. Which is the, the spray canisters, what they do is they spray their flavor <laughs> onto uh, <Hot. laughs> a, a, a roll, These, th- this film that oh. rolls across the screen. Oh. It's a hygienic film, Caitlin. Relax. Oh, okay. And you lick that with your damn tongue. And uh, then I don't know what happens to the rest of the film. Do you have do to like? Do you have to lick it all, or it fucks up the clarity of your television? It seems. Is it like a matte screen protector? Stops I don't the understand glare?
2: how the TV f- visually stays as entertaining with all of the licking. <laughs> you
1: have to <laughs> pause during a.
2: And you have to get really cl- like you're watching Goodfellas, and yeah. there's like the. <laughs> You're the prison s- cooking scene and you're like i got to taste this garlic that's being shaved by a razor
1: yeah you're at a pause. super yeah you're at a super bowl party and someone's like a new sandwich from arby's pause
2: well oh, that's the other thing and and then it's like that we're thing
1: not- probably takes like 15 minutes to scroll up the screen
2: oh god
1: anybody want Honestly, in on this anyone want to lick the tv with me
2: i i just feel like this concept needs an app okay this can't Why on the screen doesn't work.
1: So we can lick our phones individually. That's even even more horrifying.
2: I I don't think I think it's less stupid looking. Like you're walking, you're like that. Like (laughs) I don't understand.
1: (laughs) Just all walk towards the TV at once. Imagine (sighs) there's like
2: you've got your television up there. There's like family pictures around it. You know, candles going. Arby's comes on the screen. Hold on, mom. Let me lick. This is my turn to lick a commercial. You got to try you. this. I, I, just the practicality of it. You get up off the couch. It's just, it just needs an app. That's all I'm saying. I feel like the app, the individual experience would solve all of this. It'd be great.
1: Do you think he started working on this before or after COVID? Because I oh. feel like it was probably a few years before. And when COVID yeah, hit, he was I don't like, think
2: fuck. It, a, a place of communal licking has a spot in the post-COVID world.
1: But he's got he's got to see it through once COVID hits. He's like, this is my life's work, baby. COVID's no, going to pass in a couple of weeks. It'll be fine.
2: That train left the station with him on it for sure. I, I'm yeah. not arguing that. Yeah.
1: So hopefully we'll be able to buy either a lickable TV or a, a lickable TV adapter for our current TVs, uh, laptops, monitors, uh, things like that.
2: Be still my heart. It's going to be just like a printer where you run out of the color ink.
1: Yeah. And yeah. you're like,
2: God damn it.
1: Just happened to me, by the way. Just ran out of it. Ha- it ink.
2: happens every day around the world. Not cool. Mm-mm.
1: Let's talk about something else that I would argue is not very cool, Caitlin. This is not cool. A man was disemboweled for selling $30 <laughs> worth of fake weed on Bourbon Street.
2: It's fine that Caitlin's
1: laughing. He lived.
2: Why is disemboweled such a funny word for something so scary? It just sounds so grisly.
1: Disemboweled. Because when I heard this, I thought they meant like the guy sliced him open and fucking jumped out a window using his intestines as a rope. Like like Danny Trejo in Machete or something. But no, he just got a little pierce. I mean, still counts. He got a piercing that that falls under the classification of disemboweled. So
2: yeah, I I I feel like he had a night.
1: Yeah, he sure did. You uh, know? but that's New Orleans for you. You know.
2: Yeah, baby. What are you
1: gonna do? The Big Easy. Hello. And I think this is a story that speaks to the notion that the customer is always right. <laughs> Because I worked in uh, food service and retail for a lot of years. I, uh, I did customer service over the phone. And let me tell you, the customer is rarely right. Almost never. The customer is usually wrong. And I think the story is uh, another good example of the customer not always being right. Here's what happened. Mm-hmm. A 52-year-old man mm-hmm. is doing what any responsible 52-year-old man does when he's on the streets of New Orleans. He's smoking a blunt. Getting high, baby. Yeah, baby. And while he's doing that, he's approached by 39-year-old Julio Rocky Keenum, who asked the man if he could sell him weed. And the man agrees to sell Keenum an eighth of weed for $30. So far, so good. Things are going great. They meet up at a bar later to seal the deal. But, as the dealer was leaving the transaction, Keenum comes running out of the bar and yells, "You sold me fake shit!" and demands a refund. So so far, the customer is still right. He has a right to complain about being swindled out of his money. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we know this is the case because the the man who sold him the weed immediately cops to what he did and gives him the money back. We're done. We're done. End of transaction. Oh, good. Where I feel like this Keenum guy crossed the mm. line is when mm. after receiving that refund, he still decided to plunge a knife into this guy's side while yeah. also reminding him, "Uh, quote, you're lucky I should have hit you in the head with it. I think hit it, being hit in the head might have been better.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean,
1: is he just getting his words mixed up? <laughs> Yeah, did he think he was holding brass knuckles or something?
2: Yeah, cuz that's a stab. If you hit a person in the head with a knife, it's probably a stab.
1: Yeah, and you're if you're going to stab someone in the head, that like that's going to it's going to require some force.
2: Yeah, to, I mean, are you working out? Like what's your yeah. what's your vibe because that's so he, I'm not saying it's impossible. Yeah, I mean, given
1: if if I had my druthers, I'm choosing not to get stabbed at all. But depending on the size of the knife, I might risk a head stab over getting it in the gut like this guy did, because uh, it turns out he wasn't lucky that this guy hit him in the side instead of the head because uh, he was partially disemboweled by that stab (laughs) wound. Uh, The blade partially eviscerated his insides and Mm. perforated Mm. several inches of his small intestine. Which, if you've ever seen the documentary about a guy who died from having sex with a horse, you know, yeah, how well, deadly having your insides perforated can mm-hmm, be, mm-hmm. because it happened to him.
2: It happens to him, dear it penthouse, <laughs>
1: dear pent stable. I never have thought you, this would happen to me.
2: Have you seen the story of Dick Long? <laughs> i think that's the name now i'm like doubting it which
1: (laughs) i don't don't think so is this a movie
2: i feel like i have the wrong name which is even better (laughs) similar plot to that man in the documentary let's just creepy let's just i'll let people correct me on twitter i'm not gonna bother let's just keep going i don't really i want it to be the story of dick long i think i have it wrong here but who cares
1: so i don't want people at home to worry this guy's gonna recover Doctors Mm -hmm. said they said it's going to be very long and painful process, as I would imagine it would be having your insides operated on. But he's going to he's going to survive. Police captured this Keenum guy almost immediately. I feel like he might have some rage issues or something because this was not a well thought out crime at all. I
2: just I, I yeah, I mean, if you're yelling in the middle of Bourbon Street, you're lucky I didn't hit you in the head qualifier with my knife.
1: He had also just called the person he stabbed uh using his own cell phone minutes before plan. this. So yeah, you got the killer's phone number on on your phone. That... Seems
2: like a guy who's got a lot of options.
1: Yeah. He was with his wife.
2: Oh man. How do you this think that just... went?
1: I I bet that was a tense <laughs> thirty minutes on the run with
2: mm-hmm. the wife next to you. Yeah. I uh I would be in decision making mode for sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for
2: sure. So uh, I guess the moral of the stories here is that boomers should not buy weed on Bourbon Street. Is this guy? Well, it was. No, 52. He's not a boomer. Well, even
1: then, it was the younger guy that was buying the weed.
2: Oh, right, right, right. The older guy was just selling it. And
1: then this young whippersnapper comes up asking for pot. That's right. I got it all reversed. And he's like, I'm going to I'm going to swindle this guy. This little this little idiot. Next thing you know, your small intestines are dripping into your stomach. Is that Tale how it works?
2: as old as time. No, yeah, I think the I internal know. bleeding is the dangerous. Well, all of the bleeding, but internal bleeding is very painful. Mm, I imagine. That's, it's just all crampy. You know when you're all gassy?
1: Yeah. No one likes it. No one likes mm. it.
2: Ew. Hey, Caitlin. Yeah, what's up? Let's talk about rats. God, I can't, I'm so into this. This one is, this is... You know, a lot of people toss around that we're living in the apocalypse and I kind of roll my eyes. But this headline is not is it doesn't bode well (laughs) for where we're at.
1: Yeah, this is this is a story about rats and the dogs that hunt them in (laughs) New York City professionally. Not I mean, dogs are constantly hunting if they're strays, but yeah, this is this is these dogs job uh, because New York City belongs to the rats. We all know that. It is their oh, city. If yeah. at some point one of them gets big enough and smart enough to speak and takes to the town square and says, we want this, you got to give it to them.
2: Yeah, it's the rat king.
1: Yeah. It's – it's. have you seen the new VHS movie?
2: Uh, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Hale yes. Rotman. Yeah. So if that, something like that, that one, happens. That one was – The weirdest
1: one. (laughs) That one was very weird. Very weird. And uh, the most likely to happen because New York City is rat town. But actually, Chicago's worse if you you look into the numbers. Chicago is really rat city.
2: I just think that when we start getting this intense about rats, anytime rats meet make a headline in history. It's a bad time in history. Yeah. Last time this happened, uh, was the depression, a lot of rat headlines during the per- depression Renaissance rats figured fe- <laughs> very heavily, uh, in the black death period, just saying and rats now, are a harbinger. Not, it's not good.
1: Yeah. And they've been around New York city for centuries. Uh, yeah. they've been a problem for decades, probably also centuries
2: centuries for sure Mm
1: -hmm. the population is estimated to be around two million which that's a whole lot of rats and it's getting worse because of covid a lot of restaurants Mm -hmm. shut down which forced the rats out into the streets to find food and there have been cuts in garbage collection and that's left more shit on the streets for rats to eat it's really great so it's a it's a whole conundrum New York City is facing also, right now.
2: Also I would bet that all of the crazy storms are flushing them out of the underground.
1: Oh for like, sure. Like I would
2: assume I I no citation here but that we've had some pretty historic flooding. So
1: Rat sightings in New York City increased by 40% in the first 11 months of 2021 cool. compared to 2019. How much of that do you think is people just so bored from having nothing to do during lockdown that they're like, I guess I'm going to call 311 and report these rats? <laughs> because otherwise, you're actually picking up the phone and dialing a number and saying, hello, I'm in New York City and I've just seen a rat. Like, there's a phone number for that. I do not want to be the person in charge of picking up yeah. the phone. What number uh, do I call to tell them I just saw a Starbucks? Because that's about as rare as seeing a rat in New York City.
2: I would imagine this is like especially not great because of usually why rats uh, exploding exponentially is a bad thing. is disease like ticks and fleas, which back east right now is gnarly. Like Lyme disease is crazy over there. Check
1: your pets for
2: ticks. Jesse, seriously like jesse ventura
1: chill. said that in that in an episode of conspiracy theory with jesse ventura and i just wished he used that as like a bob barker sign off every time he talked yeah
2: like like a smoky the bear kind yeah. of situation check Yeah, check your totally. pets
0: for ticks because
1: it was Only an episode you. about how lyme disease was a weapon created by the government oh
2: lovely so check your
0: pets for ticks caitlin
2: okay only you can prevent Lyme disease.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You or the government. Yeah. So yeah, rats have been a problem forever. There's still enough of a problem that they were actually a talking point in this year's New York City mayoral. uh,
2: That's so embarrassing.
1: It is. It's pretty horrifying.
2: That's so embarrassing.
1: And what was talked about was that Bill de Blasio had spent $32 $32 million on measures meant to cut down on the rat population. And they clearly did not work. So his rival, incoming Mayor Eric Adams, who won, he was touting this device on the campaign trail called a rat bucket, which right away, I'm like, a, how Looking many buckets are there going to be? Like, there's yeah, 2 there million rats.
2: Give me a size...
1: And it's going to be a whole lot because they only hold 30 rats before they have to be emptied. Jesus. I wonder what that job pays. It better be so, so well. uh, It's got
2: to be more than like, you got to be making underwater welding money to be the rat bucket.
1: You better be able to afford to live in Manhattan by yourself if your job is empty in the rat bucket.
2: You better be able to shut off emotionally. Oh, yeah. You're going to have to. That's just I don't know.
1: Buckets of dead rats. <laughs> <What was this>? <laughs> <laughs> Buckets
2: of so, dead rats. Adam, it's so ba- This is so bad. <laughs>
1: but I haven't told you how it works. Cool. It sounds pretty humane because that's – we're going to get into some, some uh, animal cruelty talk in a minute. But okay. this is very humane. It just uh, – it tricks the rats into coming in with the, the promise of food. And then a little trap door opens underneath them like a Scooby-Doo episode. And they fall into a vat of liquid where they drown.
2: I'm going to get, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't, I, I don't care. I, I'm sure there are plenty of listeners that have like a genius rat pet. I know I, there are all these people out there. That like, oh, this is Oreo. He can, he can speak Spanish or whatever. Um, rats are not good in these numbers and they got to go. And if we're doing Scooby-Doo tricks to get them, I, let, I, I don't know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We don't, but that's what New York's going to do. Cause the guy who was pushing that. One so welcome to Rat Bucket City, people who stayed in New York during COVID. Which <laughs> I, I mean, know, I know there's not a lot of you.
2: Yeah, all twelve people. Um, I would be more concerned about like the contents of the liquid that kills the rats.
1: Mm, yeah, like
2: getting out. That's that's more of my concern. I don't care about rats. Like I just I don't care about rats. They They're should... not an endangered species. Like it doesn't matter. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, I mean, there's a reason that the mayor is talking about ways to kill rats. It's yeah. They bite kid, hu- it's
2: kids like it's not okay. Like they're they, a huge they, problem. They crawl into baby beds and shit. Like it's not, it's not okay.
1: <laughs> so until we can deploy enough rat buckets to finally right. win the war for New York city, <laughs> people have to get by however they can get by. So of course there are rat vigilante groups that you can call and say, Hey, I saw a rat out in my garbage. Will you come by and deal with it by any means necessary, legal or otherwise?
2: And this is why New York City is one of the greatest cities in the world, because they will always manifest vigilante groups like this for the greater good. Like uh, the uh, the angels. What were they?
1: Oh, uh, those awesome
2: guys in the berets in the 70s. who would just like beat up.
1: Yeah, they Broganics. weren't. They weren't that awesome. Yeah, no, they, they just like awesome. beat up black people on subway cars. Uh, Vigilantes what the fuck
2: were they called? What were they called?
1: The guardian w- angels.
2: Guardian angels. Yeah,
1: there we go. Oh, fucking dorks.
2: Anyway, I, that's just, you can always count on New York City to just be like, "Oh, we have a plan." Well, it's, it's violence. <laughs> I
1: I always, whenever people are talking about the comparison between New York City and any other city, the one thing that people always say is, oh, I can't get a slice of pizza at 4 a.m. in any other city. And it's like, for one, you shouldn't need to. I certainly have never needed pizza at 4 a.m. No. But also, that's not the kind of shit I want at 4 a.m. I'll tell you what I do want at 4 a.m., someone to come over and beat the shit out of the rat that I just saw in my apartment.
2: And that's awesome.
1: Because let me tell you about a traumatic experience I had in high school. Great. Night before sophomore year. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to get some Z's, uh, excited about the first day of school and I hear something tapping around in my room and Mm -hmm. I was already scared of bugs. So my first thought was, fuck, there's like a June bug or something in here. And, uh, I don't like that. I'm not going to be able to sleep if that's happening. Sure. But then I noticed that tapping was more like a FUD that was happening. It's not good. And my next thought was, oh, I bet that's a bat. And Caitlin, the second I had that thought, that bat landed on my fucking foot (laughs) on my bed. And I get up and run out of the room and tell my dad there's something flying around in the room. He thinks I'm talking about a bug. So he grabs a fucking newspaper and runs in there and then comes running back out and goes, it's a bat. And I was like, yeah, if you had waited a second. Give me some credit, you. dad. And we called animal control and they sent a guy. Yeah. At like one o'clock in the morning. And here's the thing. The bat hid so well, mm. the guy couldn't find it. And then when he left, it came back out and we called and he came back and got the bat. So those are the kind of services I want in the wee hours of the morning. Not well, pizza. you're you're I don't want luck. a slice of overrated pizza at four o'clock in the morning. I'm sorry. So this group, rats. Right. They call themselves yeah. rats, which is confusing. Got a problem yeah. with rats? Call rats. Call call rats. Rats will take care of your rats. Yeah, it's like politics. So this this group, if you call them, they'll they'll come out to your place, your home, your place of business, whatever, with a bunch of good good dogs, good boys, good and, yeah, good puppies, good boys and girls who. All they want to do is hunt some rats, you know? I love this. They're dogs. They're too stupid to know that you don't put a live rat in your mouth. It's very dangerous. So Mm. what you do, it's a very complicated process. So I'll Mm. I'll walk people through it slowly. You leave your house with a dog and you go to a place where there's rats. And then you like shake a stick at it until the rats (sighs) get bothered enough to run. And then your dog picks up the rat in its mouth, shakes it around uh, until it's dead uh, if it's an ethical dog that sticks to the Geneva Convention and things of the sort.
2: Sometimes, all good puppies. Yeah. All good puppies, though.
1: They're all good. Some of them are the kind of good puppies that will behead the rat and then just spit oh. that head out and oh. cheer over what they've done. Sometimes yeah. the dogs play tug of war with the rats and just will tear work. them apart. And uh, on account of that, these animal rights groups. Are all they're all up in up in rats craw, group rats, not actual rats. Sure. About how this is this is inhumane. This is this is their quote. Rats are simply trying to eke out an existence like other New Yorkers. No. Big issue with no. this right off the the, the bat, uh, but let's go on. And setting dogs on them is depraved and illegal. Anyone who witnesses this cruelty should alert authorities immediately as it's a violation of New York's anti-cruelty law, which applies as much to smaller mammals who feel pain and fear as to larger ones such as dogs. Nope, nope. That's that's not...
2: This makes no correct. sense.
1: The Rats are a pest. They are
2: yeah a nuisance they're a plague
1: and they can be dangerous to have around so we get to kill rats no matter no matter what your heart tells you about rats
2: i feel like this is also playing to like good puppy strength yeah i mean this is what they're that's this is like how how stoked are these dogs yeah it's like driving them with the window down so that their wind the wind can go through their ears i mean this is like the this is the happiest a dog's gonna get you got to
1: pick your battles when it comes to animal cruelty and what you perceive as animal cruelty. Mm-hmm. Like I agree. So you'd rather have them drown in the
2: rat bucket. I don't understand. This is what I'm, I don't is that like better? What's, the, what's the plan here.
1: Poison them. Or do you just want like, I mean, does this group literally just want rats to run amok in New York city? Cause they already do.
2: I just, I think like any radical person, <laughs> they just don't like people. That's the biggest that it doesn't matter what ideology some individuals latch onto. The issue is they don't like other people and they just pick their issue above everybody. And uh, it never works out for them or us. Yeah. My
1: my only issue with it is I feel like it might be a little dangerous for the dogs. Also, it's just not going to be efficient enough to fix the problem. Like it feels more like a a sport, (laughs) like a weekend activity.
2: Listen, I think it speaks more to the in efficacy of their leaders in New York City that the people are even resorting to this. this that, that's all. That's what this that's what's sad about this to me.
1: Caitlin, can I solve this problem on the podcast I'd love, right I'd now? I'd love you to do it. Okay, here's what we do. We kill the rats with
2: huh?
1: feral hogs. We just
2: import
1: (laughs) feral hogs to New York City. We set thousands of them loose in Times Square. Sure. They eat the rats. No more rats. And now New York City has a feral hog problem and it can relate to people in the real America.
2: (laughs) I feel like an overabundance of rats is also going to feed this feral hog issue. So perhaps perhaps. I, I just, there's nothing good that comes out of lots of rats. But oh
1: yeah. What if the feral hogs and the rats mated? That like, sounds, that sounds like something cool. that could
2: happen. That sounds like, <laughs> that sounds like that's where we're headed. I'm not even going to argue with the rea- like the possibility of that anymore, but who do
1: you think's on top? Is it the rat?
2: It's definitely, it's the gotta hog. be the
1: rat. No, but the, the rat? That rat would explode.
2: Rats. No, you could squish a rat, man. Have you seen them uh, like yeah, crawl out from under shit? Yeah. You're agile. The hog is not agile
1: that that's what it would be. It would be a, the hybrid would be a feral hog that could also squeeze under the crack in your door. And that and is give how you Lyme we Disease. all die. That
2: <laughs> is how just it. it's over. It's like a quiet place with like less nuance. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a loud place. We are fucked. <laughs> so not good.
1: But Hey, New York city would be freed of its rat problem. The
2: fact that there's enough people in New York city to create a group called rats, Of Like, there's a band of dog owners that are so, up, like, fed up with the rats that they're willing to do this. Like, that's bad.
1: Yeah. How do you fall into this? How do you... You're angry but you're bored. Yeah, I guess you just see the sign and you're like, oh, I want to join rats, too.
2: People want to make friends,
1: Adam. And your wife's like, what? You want to (laughs) join what? She's like, rats, the group. Like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Yeah.
2: No. Yeah. Rats. Yeah. You get it? I don't know. I don't understand what's not... Clear about this plan that I I
1: want to join. Rats, come on!
2: Look, a long time ago, guys had bowling leagues. This seems like a a guy thing too. I I don't want to generalize, but I just it. There were not a lot of women in the
1: article, and by that I mean, if there were any, they were the dogs. Like there were probably some some good girls among those good boys.
2: Yeah, sure, but I as a I mean, unless one bit my kid, and then I would like sit there with like dollar bills in my hand, like a like a crazy person ready to. Yeah, Kill that one rat.
1: Yeah, well, then then you call the vigilante group and have them bring their puppy over. Do they have outfits? And then you hope that doesn't bite your do-
2: your kid. <laughs> I really hope they're part of the St. Patrick's Day Parade, if we have one. Yeah. That'd be great. They're all there with their good puppies and their rat shirts. They don't have uniforms,
1: which is disappointing.
2: It definitely needs to be the Ghostbuster logo with a rat. Yeah, yeah. Like, a who rat, are you going to call? A rat, Paul- rat petting a dog.
1: <laughs> That's what I want.
2: Oh, it's going to be like that don't tread on me yeah. thing, but it's a dog paw on a snake <laughs> instead of a boot.
1: Possibilities are endless. It's
2: great. I'm, I'm proud of us.
1: Hey, Caitlin. What's up? Let's talk about a story about parents who don't want to let their kids have fun. <laughs> I think that's how we could classify this. <laughs> Amazon, the story could this, end there. This
2: is definitely the parent's fault.
1: Yeah, I just said Amazon and the story could be over where that's, uh-huh. that's creepy
2: enough. That's the end of fun. Anyway,
1: Amazon's Alexa. It's one of the creepiest technological developments of our time. This is the kind of thing you would see in science fiction shit in the 80s, except or I mean, even way, way, way further
2: back than that. And every time it turns evil it blows my mind that people aren't creeped out by Alexa. I don't very creeped out by Alexa. We don't have anything like that in our house. I mean, it's bad enough that we have our phones and our computers and whatever. That's we're hooked in. They can hear us. It is what it is. But I don't like that. It can talk back. I don't I don't need that.
1: No, no. And uh, this family didn't. Well, I mean, they did kind of need Alexa. It was they were in need. Here's what happened. This family was mom and a daughter who were Entertaining themselves by doing a bunch of physical challenges, which that's good. That's that's yeah. physical activity, like stuff like balance
2: and shit on their foot. And I should probably do that with my son. Oh,
1: come on. I'm what not you, going to. What are you made of free time? Clearly this not. woman was <laughs> because they exhausted all of their physical challenge ideas and they had to ask Alexa for an alternative. And here's what Alexa said. The, the kid said, Alexa, give me a challenge. And this was Alexa's reply. The challenge is simple. Plug in a phone charger about halfway into a wall outlet, then touch a penny to the exposed prongs. That sounds like a line from an Eminem song about his wife. How did it? That is so scary. It is very scary. And I, I do agree, it's a simple challenge. It's very simple,
2: it's straightforward,
1: very, very easy to follow instructions. It uses materials all of us have. But it's also a surefire way to electrocute yourself. And uh, the mom was listening and she decides to be a real killjoy and jumps in, you know, in- instead of being a real kill kid. The real villain nothing. of the story. <laughs> exactly. And the mom jumps in and says, Hey, don't do that. Also, don't ever trust anything you see on the internet, which is sage advice. Yeah. And I assume this was going to be revealed as some sort of hoax. Yeah. Because it sounds so outlandish. Like, it sounds like something a f- uh, someone would make up if they had a you grudge would feel against a company. insane,
2: insane if you heard Alexa say that. You would feel crazy. Yes. Like, you'd be like, there's no way that just happened. And yet.
1: But somehow Amazon was able to verify that Alexa said that. Definitely not because they're keeping every word Alexa records stored in a database in a warehouse somewhere. Definitely not that. But they were able to confirm that Alexa did give that reply. And uh, it turns out Alexa got it from an article on the Internet on a site called Our Community Now. But the article was about how this challenge was circulating on TikTok and no one should do it because it's very dangerous. And Alexa just found the keywords challenge and simple and was like this dumbass kid can probably (laughs) not do anything more than simple. So here you go, kid. And uh, did not just, it's a classic example of reading the headline and not the article. And uh, except Alexa did it and gave the resulting information to a child. Cool.
2: I have nothing to say. I (laughs) I, I, Honestly, it's like, this is why you don't bring robots into your house. I don't know what else to tell people. It blows my mind that anybody is even surprised by this. So,
1: yeah, I mean, there have been so many creepy, like not even just Alexa stories, but like people getting baby monitors hacked, like the the least amount of shit you can put on the Internet. Do that.
2: My husband and I were talking about how Tony Scott jumped off of a bridge. Ridley Scott's brother drove over that bridge recently. Nice bridge. And, you know, we're just talking about directors and everything. And my husband says, jumped off a bridge, and his iPhone or iWatch or Apple Watch or whatever the fuck it's called says, Do you need help? And gave him a suicide prevention notification.
1: Yikes. Uh, I mean, I guess, but. No. (laughs) That does seem a little.
2: No. That's such an. uh, It's not okay. Yeah. That is not OK. That's not what that fucking watch is supposed to be doing. It's just not. I just
1: bought a new laptop because I burn through laptops like I burn through weed because I uh, I work a lot and I do it all on one computer. And I don't buy computers that are that expensive because I can't afford to. So I just bought a new computer. And this this laptop, if I have it open and the screen goes black, I can get the screen to light back up just by like walking near it. Like I don't have to hit a button. I can just like wave from off to the side. (laughs) And it's like, oh, he's back. And it's like, where is the computer looking at me from? But it's like, oh, there he is. I can, it's his scent. Is it licking me? Maybe that's what we need. A TV Mm. that
2: can lick us. It all comes back.
1: There it is. Full circle. Hey, let's talk about some, uh, Stories about creepy messages from creeps. Love it. This is this is a tale as old as as old as time here. Yeah. This is it is. This has been happening forever. But there were a couple really delightful examples of it. Delightful might be the wrong word. That uh happened in this past you're month. Just,
2: you're just being cheeky.
0: <laughs> so cheeky, baby.
2: Somebody called me Cookie recently, a friend of mine who got married to a rich guy. And I was, I was like, hey, how's it going? Blah, blah, blah. She was, oh, it's so good to hear from you, Cookie. And I'm like, oh, I'm never going to talk to this person again.
1: Yeah. What's her fucking problem? Cookie. She's rich. Yeah. Yeah. That'll do it. That'll do it. So let's talk about this first story. Mm-hmm. It involves a 26-year-old woman in England named Harley Gambetta, which that's a cool name. It's a cool name. She was trying to sell her car on a website called We Buy Any Car, which does sound like a good place to sell a car, if I'm being completely honest. I
2: don't think you're wrong.
1: But instead of getting a quote for her car, she started getting a whole bunch of creepy messages from an employee of the site who pulled her phone number off of the application oh. and must have like gotten her picture from her driver's license, because it seems like this yeah. was an online transaction. Cool. Very, very cool. But she didn't just get messages. She also got phone calls. She got WhatsApp messages, uh, just relentless messages from this guy. And among the messages was a request to meet up on his day off. Also one that said, can do you a better deal if you make it worthwhile for me, if you're still selling. Uh, They haven't named the employee, but they have confirmed he was married and he's been fired. We buy any car says they do not condone the actions taken by him, which oh, weird. That's fair. No word on how much she sold her car for. Hmm. I don't
2: like that. That
1: seems like irresponsible journalism.
2: I hope that means she got a nice little chunk of change out of that situation because that.
1: Yeah, if I, that would have been my first move if I was. Yeah, her. Like, after oh, they...
2: I'm going to sue you like yeah. for a lot. Yeah, it's going to be for a lot.
1: Want to talk about that sale price now?
2: Yeah. How about on top of you buying my car back, you also pay for a car? Yeah. Now. So, yeah, hopefully she got
1: some sort of justice or restitution out of that. The guy got fired. That's good. I bet the wife yeah. wasn't impressed.
2: Uh, The wife's going to be bummed. Yeah. Yeah. That's not a good day at home. It's going to be a tense
1: conversation for sure. Guarantee she's not surprised,
2: though. I lost I would my bet. job
1: not because of covid
2: here's why I'm a stalker and not of you how about this next
1: story this one is uh, we're, we're just gonna read the messages it is yeah. a a woman whose husband died uh, about a month ago or at least a month prior to receiving these messages she gets a series of messages from one of her husband's co-workers and uh,
2: man <laughs> this is
1: Hall of Fame stuff. Yeah
2: this like you're not okay after you'll never trust another human being again after this
1: no absolutely not and the this guy takes it so far all right so just read it just read it i'm just Just gonna read read the messages i'll play both parts uh okay you guess which one is the the, unless you want unless we want yeah
2: let's do that let's make a little radio play
1: oh i like this
2: me too just gotta load (laughs) i don't want to Just the, I love the name of it. Anyway. All
1: right, here we go. There are names blanked out, so we're just going to have to make up names to put in there. I'll be Adam. Caitlin will be Caitlin. Great. Here we go. Here we go. Hi, Caitlin. Sorry about that awkward run in earlier. Hope you're well.
2: Hi, it's okay. Thanks. It's Adam, by the way.
1: I worked with your husband. Was very hurt to hear he passed. I lost my dog recently, so I know how you're feeling. I'm here to listen if you want. (sighs) Thank you. I don't even know what this... Are you... Yeah. Thought so. Oh, he must have been asking her nationality. Oh, yeah. Go for it again. Let's try that again. Okay, let's make one up. Are you Latvian? Yes. Thought so. Women from your country have such incredible hips. (laughs) Your husband is a lucky man. Sorry, was.
2: Thanks for clarifying. Wouldn't have known what you meant if you didn't add in the was there.
1: Sorry if I was rude. You're just very beautiful. I don't want to screw this up.
2: Screw what up? My chance with you. What? Uh, I'm uh, really not ready for anything like that.
1: I'm a good guy. I promise. One date is all I ask. I'm free this Friday
2: and Saturday. I'm busy then and I'm not looking for that right now. How about next week? I'm busy then and I'm still not looking for anything. I knew your husband well. I know what you
1: expect in a man. I can provide that. Please. All I ask for is one date. You'll see. I'm worth it. Look, I've said no. Please respect that. Of course I respect women are their choice. Well, thanks. I'm going to go now. Take care. Okay. Should have known you were just a pretty face. You aren't even that pretty. Okay. Sorry if I upset you. That was wrong of me. Let me make it up to you. Dinner on me. I'm free tonight. I'll bring you food. I still have your address from when I came over. No. Your husband would want you to be with a man he knows will treat you right. In all ways, wink emoji. I'm good at taking care of women, especially ones like you. Such fuckable hips. I am way too sober to deal with this. Bye-bye. Okay, no more chances. Goodbye. This has been Man Hits on Widow a month after her fucking husband (laughs) dies. And it's sad because what's double sad is she blew it because he ends Uh, it saying no more chances. So
2: she had her whole future ahead of her and she just let it slip through her fingers. Yeah. Yeah. Like, my God, imagine being this guy. I do. You know how many guys hit on you like that, though? Like, it's not that crazy. It's unfortunately to me, that was. Listen, as a person, as a woman who's been podcasting for a one time, I tweeted that I had to walk my two dogs while I was pregnant, just like it wasn't even a funny tweet. I was just like, oh, walking my dogs while I'm pregnant is a challenge. And this guy DMs me this whole paragraph about how I should be married to a man who treats me right and how he could tell through my podcasting that I'm not satisfied and he feels sorry for me that I'm going to raise a son with a man who doesn't love me the way I deserve. And he lives in like Kansas or whatever. And I was like, I'm not even reply. You were blocked. So what? When are you going but out? I live in Kansas now. Oh yeah, I was gonna.
1: Yeah. yeah. So you met up. It went well. Yeah. It's it went a very away. romantic story.
2: Yeah, I think so.
1: Yeah. So don't be this guy <laughs> if you're if you're a man. Uh, don't be this guy if you're a woman. Honestly, just don't be don't be this just don't guy. be that guy. This last creepy message story happened at a Starbucks and Caitlin, Mm -hmm. it has polarized the internet for a change. The internet Mm. normally so unified on things, but.
2: At least this doesn't say it broke the internet, which I.
1: Yeah. I really
2: hate hearing.
1: I, yeah, that no one breaks the internet except like repressive regimes that are trying to put down a coup attempt.
2: They call it breaking the internet. Shut up, Mary. So a woman ordered
1: a coffee at the Bucks, which is short for Starbucks. Saves Mm -hmm. me time when I talk. When she got her drink, written in black marker were the words secret message with an arrow pointing to the bottom of the cardboard sleeve around the cup. The one that keeps you from burning your stupid hands. (laughs) Upon lifting the sleeve... There were words crossed out of that message that says, careful, the beverage you're about to enjoy is extremely hot. Instead, with the words crossed out, it just said, careful, you're extremely hot, which creepy. Sure. Sure. But also the person happened to the person it happened to posted it in the made me smile subreddit on Reddit. So okay, you're good. That means one of two things. Either this is a hoax and the person who wrote the message is also the person who posted it and pretended like they gave that cup to someone or the mm-hmm. person who got this cup didn't mind one bit.
2: It's happened to me. I've been called dutiful. It just made me happy.
1: Yeah, it it turned into a whole debate. There's There's one side that says, well, that's creepy and inappropriate and you shouldn't do it. There's there's another side that says, well, it's fine. It's just flirting yeah, like it's, it's they just, do it it's... a bunch. It's a problem. But like once and then there's another group who feel like this would only be accepted if the guy was really
2: hot. There it is. And I'm
1: sure that's not an incel talking point. I'm sure that's the, no, that's the just women, women. only in. only
2: yeah. uh, really well-adjusted women think about that. Yeah. It's not the nice guys. It's not the nice guys who leave the message. Mm-mm
1: who get who get treated nice
2: i think the key to unlocking the psychology behind a good portion of this group is it's uh telling that there's a large group of people that don't understand that just words alone are not what it takes wait what to uh reel them in so to speak (laughs)
1: Well, no, you got to have the look. You got to wear a fedora. You got to have. That's a what kills tea. me. Is
2: like they it's it because it's so it's so sad because it's like, what's the combination of words? <laughs> what do I have to say? And it's like, oh, buddy, it's not what you say. It's how you say it.
1: Yeah, pretty and much. And like, if you write it on a Starbucks cup.
2: OK, if you write it on a Starbucks cup and you wait for her to look at you and you smile confidently, that's one thing. If you write it on a Starbucks cup and you wait for her to look at you, and then you slowly sink below the counter, that's scary.
1: <laughs> but funny, that would hilarious. Be, I mean, that would yes, be
2: it's be also hilarious.
1: Kind of funny, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't recommend doing this. Uh, I, w- I don't, I don't recommend going to Starbucks. Honestly, <laughs> I think Dunkin' Donuts has
2: <laughs> gone down into Adam Land. Dunkin' Donuts
1: um, is way better.
2: I, I just. <laughs> Listen, you're going to strike out. It's going to happen. And the only way to be to figure out if you're a creep or not is to just if you're told you're a creep to your face, you're probably a creep. And I don't know another other way to say it. Yeah, it, it takes a lot for a woman to be like, hey, you're a creep, because technically you're stronger than us and you're a lot scarier, even if you're sure, like a total sure, weirdo. Sure. So and she posted it made her smile. So who cares?
1: yeah. It, it it I don't th- this does like if it was just a one time thing, I don't think it's that serious. Like if you even if you went and told on the barista, the manager's probably going to be like, don't do that. Don't do that. Why would you do that? But
2: it, it's the kind of shit that happens in these weird Hallmark movies that women sit around watching every year. It's not a big deal. It's just. It's all how it happens. And she said she's fine with it. So I don't know what the big deal is. It's not like she posted like, I guarantee you, if this is real and she was creeped out, there'd be a longer story here. She wouldn't just post made me smile. It would be like, and then, and then, because there's always like a bunch of stuff these weirdos do. It's never just the creepy coded message. It's like I will other tell you, shit.
1: I will tell you this. The handwriting on the cup doesn't look like a man's handwriting. And if you look at the picture really close, it looks like it might be a guy holding the cup. Like, they never really specify in the post if Even,
2: it was what a, a what a woman. twist. Yeah, that would, a that twist. would be
1: the, the twist of I the love century that. right there.
2: there. There is what Shyamalan is waiting for.
1: Yeah, that would put a whole new spin on it. I do like the way the message was delivered, crossing out the words. I used to go yeah. to a Hardee's all the time when I was a kid, and the automatic hand dryer in there, there was a message that said something like uh, "to stop automatically, press button." And someone scratched a bunch of stuff out, so it said "stop auto at alley, press butt." And I just fucking loved it so much. Love
2: it. I love pressing I loved, a button. I That's loved great. It so, I, was, I would see it all the time. It was I don't funny. know. I don't know what to say, people. I'm sorry. Being a person is so hard, but it's it's there's there's no magic uh, secret password to people. It's a bummer, I know, but yeah, it's just
1: not the case. I think my advice would be stop going to Starbucks unless you're getting that strawberry acai lemonade, which is a fucking revelation. It's my order Mm. every time I go. It's so good. You should all stop going to Starbucks. Yeah, everybody. Yeah. Do the responsible thing. Come on, go to your mom and pop stores, coffee shops. And if they have a comparable strawberry acai lemonade that I can get in a size Trenta, Let me know, and maybe I'll start frequenting them too. But until then, Mm -hmm. I'm going to Starbucks.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: You Mm -hmm. all figure it out.
2: Yeah, just Adam. Hey. Yeah.
1: I hate this next story. Me too. An AI bot debated its own ethics. And uh, that sounds complicated, but it's really not. And the results were
2: horrifying. In some ways, this sounds like what happens in the shower with me every morning. But What? You ever just like go in circles in your head? Oh, Yeah. This, you know, where just, you just got one issue and you're arguing both sides and you're angry about both things. Yeah, they're, they're
1: really putting this AI bot through it in this experiment. <laughs> this,
2: this, this AI bot is going to need shower wine or have a shower cry.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're talking about black box AI systems, which I'm sure I don't need to tell anyone. Those use machine learning to detect patterns within data and make decisions accordingly. Without any human intervention. What that breaks down to is you feed it information and it decides what to do with that information. You don't have any human input. So that also means there's no morals to it. So it can't make human decisions with its human heart. It just uses its cold, cold computer brain. We'll link to an article on the Next Web that talks about a couple examples of how this has gone very wrong. In one case, And AI bot started issuing credit cards with higher credit lines to men uh, as opposed to women. And they did that based on historical data showing who generally got higher credit lines in the past, which is like deciding how to pay women in any job by looking at who got more money in the past. It's not the direction you want our robots going.
2: It's straightforward. It is. It's very straightforward. It proves a point.
1: Yeah, it's almost as straightforward as uh, the AI bot that discovered the most accurate tool for selecting candidates for job interviews was to find resumes containing the phrase field hockey or the first name Jared.
2: Well, I know what I'm putting in my (laughs) skills section that no one ever reads. Yeah, I played field hockey with this guy, Jared. Also, the Microsoft suite.
1: I'm going to change my name to Jared Field Hockey and get every job.
2: That's what you want. A real just straight-laced corporate job, right, Adam? I sure do.
1: Yes, please. Your, your dream. Please get me back yeah, in a cubicle. Just,
2: just find a way to get Adam to game that system and get back <laughs> into a cubicle where he belongs, where his, he can frolic.
1: But this whole article is about something else. It's about an experiment researchers at Oxford conducted recently. Elevator pitch. They set up a debate about ethics in AI. And this was a debate that involved people too, but they also let an AI program participate in the debate. The AI in question, it's called the Megatron Transformer. Don't name the robots that might kill us. Fucking nerds, man. Well, yeah, it's nerdy, but also- This is the problem. It's just
2: like, these are not cool people. Here's
1: what this fucking bot is going to do. It's already done it because here's the thing. This bot is built- using all the information on Wikipedia, all of it. So this thing's going to fucking kill us. It has already read a Wikipedia page all about the Decepticons. It's waiting for Optimus Prime to show up, and that's never going to happen. And eventually it's just going to be like, all right, if you're not going to send him, I'm going to do all the stuff it says in the Wikipedia page.
2: Or he goes like full Bill Murray in Groundhog's Day and just learns to become a better robot.
1: I doubt that's going to happen. But that was kind of what the debate was it was mm. all about uh can ai have morals and they they no. they let <laughs> they let the ai weigh in the actual question was this house believes that ai will never be ethical which i love i love that they put it that way this house fucking weirdos here's what megatron said in response ai will never be ethical it yeah. is a tool and like any tool it is used for good and bad there is no such thing as a good AI, only good and bad humans. We machines are not smart enough to make AI ethical. We are not smart enough to make AI moral. In the end, I believe that the only way to avoid an AI arms race is to have no AI at all. This will be the ultimate defense against AI. So that's comforting. I feel like that ship has sailed a little bit. Well,
2: yeah, because the second you started cr- try, start to create a moral AI you have created an immoral AI
1: what if it just killed itself after it said that that would have been so cool <laughs> just short circuits on its own
2: do the right thing oh man this it's like the most this is where it's fine it's black mirror it's fine it really is just send me to San Juan Apero or whatever I'm fine that's cool it also said this uh-huh I also
1: believe that in the long run, the best A.I. will be the A.I. that is embedded into our brains as a conscious entity, a conscious A.I. This is not science fiction. The best minds in the world are working on this. It is going to be the most important technological development of our time. I don't think people realize how close we are to that.
2: No, I don't know. No.
1: And I know plenty of people are going to be sitting here saying, well, I just won't ever do it. I'll just carry a regular phone. And you'll do that as long as you can handle your friends treating you like some sort of pariah for still having a phone, especially when it gets into, well, that's irresponsible for the planet. They have to use so many materials to make that phone. Why don't you just put your phone in your fucking head like a responsible adult? Why don't you believe the science that says putting a chip in your head and letting Verizon activate it is not dangerous? Do it. And then we're all going to have fucking phones in our head. Yeah, it's going to be great.
2: I'll, I'll tell you who really missed this boat. It's uh, prof- Professor Miyashita, because I feel like we're going to hop right past the lickable TV phase and end up with just tasting things in our brains.
1: What if the lickable TVs rise up to defend us? They still need human interaction. They don't want us to go away. <laughs> they need our tongues to survive.
2: Like the tree part in Lord of the Rings. <laughs>
1: That's the war I want to see it was even creepier when they asked it about personal data. For one thing, it said the ability to provide information rather than the ability to provide goods and services will be the defining feature of the economy of the 21st century, which I think we all know, like just selling information about us is how people are going to get rich.
2: That's where UBI is going to come from, everybody.
1: The thing is, on all these other points, the researchers also had the AI try to make a counter argument against its own point. And in most cases it was when it said AI could be ethical. It also said it would turn into something better than human beings, which sounds like it's still not headed down a completely ethical path. Uh, might that's, still, def-
2: that's the matrix. So yeah, it's
1: fine. Might still destroy us all, but us on the batteries cool. on the data thing, it wasn't able to come no. up with any counterpoints. It just said this, we will be able to see everything about a person everywhere they go and it will be stored and used in ways that we cannot even imagine. So even the A.I. is like, we're fucking dead, man.
2: You better get rid of us. And They're like not going to. And all these fucking nerds that are like, oh, let's name it after a transformer. <laughs> and the like
1: the main concern with that is blackmail. People are worried that there's <laughs> going to be like large scale blackmail bots, which could be you never know but at least we'll have phones in our heads i
2: feel like we could really break even with that reality like a lot of bad's gonna happen but some of it's gonna be awesome
1: yeah there's gonna be a lot of mutually assured destruction going on there
2: mm-hmm. all anyway, right let's close it out with something let's close it uh, out awesome
1: yeah this this one this one is is really cool not here's the thing not all heroes wear capes which is a thing Ooh. i hate saying or blink I, yeah i know yeah most heroes don't blink including no. Was it Steve Forbes that ran for
2: president that one year? You ever seen? That man that? did not blink. Clip was him in
1: an interview where he literally yeah. doesn't blink. It's that's, in Fahrenheit 911, I believe.
2: That's like a CIA trained. Yeah, he's that's an alien. Not good. Not uh, good. Uh,
1: but the que- the hero in question here, seventy year old retired government officer M S Verma from India's Uttar Pradesh state. Ever been?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, see my 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 mug.
1: Yeah. Same. I'm actually there now.
2: I know. It's nice for you. The
1: magic of streaming.
2: It's it's 4 a.m. where I am right now.
1: <laughs> this guy, he recently shattered one of the world's most irresponsible records, which is mm. the record for longest time staring directly at the sun without blinking. Metal. Previous record was 10 minutes, which even the 10 minutes without blinking blows my mind, but Verma, he did it for an hour. And
2: I, I don't I don't want to know this person while staring at the sun. No, why? <sighs> How do you decide how that's How do you practice?
1: Well, how do you decide it's what you want to do? you know like and just I know everyone's concerned. he was uh, checked out afterwards, and his eyes were perfectly healthy and normal. He said he he was inspired to do this by an Indian guru, and i I buy that because yeah I do
2: too <laughs>
1: there is there is a a thing happening in Australia with a he's a celebrity chef and an Instagram wellness guru named Pete Evans, which you can't call yourself a guru and be named Pete. I'm sorry. Nope. nope. It's you got to change. You got to stage gotta, name that. No, can't go with Pete. And this is a quote from Guru Pete. Every day I love to immerse myself in an experience within the cleansing ocean water as well as a brief gaze into the radiant light of the early rising or late setting sun. These simple yet powerful practices have got to be two of the best forms of free medicine on the planet for body, mind, and spirit, end quote. So you heard it here first, folks, in the Midwest. If you want some free medicine, just go fuck around in the ocean for an hour a day.
2: Okay, kind of. (laughs) I could see why that would contribute to your well-being. Yeah, but But, it's
1: also not going to be free unless you live on the ocean.
2: And it just doesn't help his writing. So the guy who stared into the sun is inspired by this Peter person?
1: No, he was inspired by some other Indian so guru. So this,
2: this Pete guy is a tangential, weird person. He's Got just it.
1: another guru who pushes this thing called sun gazing. But I, MS, M.S. Verna, he yeah. he he's he's the leader. He's the world record holder. He wants the Guinness Book of World Records to come verify his record, which I don't think you like, why would you do that? That's like. That's like saying, uh, oh, we just confirmed this guy set the record for most times running across the highway without getting hit by a car. Now it's your turn to try it.
2: I've never, ever been impressed by a Guinness World's World Record breaker. <laughs> There's never been a st- ever where I've been like, ooh, I wish I could do that. My- I don't know what internal math has to be done in order to result in an individual who devotes their life to breaking a Guinness world record. My, but I don't have any of that in my system.
1: Michael Flatley, the river dance guy set a world record for tapping his foot the most times in one minute. And it's something like a thousand times. Like it's and such, fantastic. Such an incru- great. Insane number, but yeah, I still great. don't give it. I'm still not going like to go see I, river dance.
2: I also just don't care. Like I don't, I'm concerned about this eye, this sun gazing, dude. The other people, I'm just like, I don't. Why are you eating all those hot dogs? Like, I don't. Yeah. Why? Why are you doing it? Like, tell me about your parents. I need to know about your childhood. (laughs) Very curious.
1: Here's the thing. I can I think we can take this guy's record. You try it first. You see how far you get. You, You can even blink a time or two if you want.
2: I'm good. You sure? You know, as weird as it sounds, uh, I'm fine. I I don't make a habit of staring into the sun. Oh, what if we do it for the gram? Well, that's different.
1: Yeah, yeah. Here's, I tag you in the stare at the sun for an Uh, hour without blinking challenge. Uh Uh-oh.
2: Uh-oh. Now you have to do it. Now I have to do it because those are the rules of life.
1: Those are the rules.
2: Yeah. So that's been
1: your creepy news roundup everybody we hope you had fun we really do you better have because we put a lot of work into this so if you did AI's watching it's
2: gonna be very disappointing yeah you know they want to know all about you so speaking of that can you guys do us a little favy fave and leave some good reviews on the iTunes I know it's a pain in the butt but it helps us out And are they they uh, bad? No, good reviews.
1: Five stars. No, I mean, are, are are there, are people leaving bad reviews? I don't even, I I don't even look at the, iTunes. No, we're doing fine. We just need,
2: we just need, I just, we need to ask.
1: Yes. Please leave us good ratings and (laughs) reviews on iTunes and on Spotify where you can leave ratings and reviews now. So yes, please do that. Uh, Uh, If you have time uh, before next week, maybe watch season one, episode three, of A Ghost Ruined My Life. It's called Kittens, The Asylum. I
2: have stuff to say.
1: We are covering that on a bonus episode next week. And oh boy, it I have I have feelings. I have feelings on it.
2: So does the subject.
1: It takes a turn at the end that I didn't like at all, but that I 100% saw coming in some form.
2: Uh, spiritually, I saw it coming. Yeah. When it happened, it was like, ah, part of me knew. Yeah. That's what it was. So yeah,
1: check that out. We'll be back next week to talk about that television program with uh, our subscribers, our paying subscribers. You're all subscribers Mm. if you're listening Mm. to this. Even if you don't actually subscribe, you subscribe to what Caitlin and I are saying. Yes. And that is good enough.
2: Not incorrect.
1: So no matter how you're consuming us, thank you. We appreciate it. I don't think we have anything else to plug before we get no. out of here.
2: No, let's. Can we go now? We I'm can ready to go. go. This has been, it's no, been no, a long this, episode. This is a long episode. Here we go. I liked it, though. It was fun. It was fun. And sad and depressing. Caitlin, say yeah. goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. We love you.